Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest is an indie pop Venice-based artist with two songs under his belt, For You and Up To You, both of which he worked with Anton Kabaz and Clubhouse, who are former members of On That Note, and they actually used him as the most underrated artist in their eyes. So I'm really excited to have him on the podcast today. It's going to be an interesting one. I have to give a big shout out to Ethan Ardalan for letting me borrow his audio interface and his microphone in a time where I left it at my parents' house all the way in Atlanta. So I'm really uh, hanging on here. Uh, so please hang with me. And uh, on that note, let's get started. No, 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 dude. It's definitely not your end. I'm an idiot. And I, uh, I left all my recording equipment at my parents' house when I was back in Atlanta. Oh, shit. And uh, yeah, my buddy, shout out to Ethan Ardalan. Uh, he gave me like his uh, audio interface on his microphone really quick so that I could use it before it ships in. So I'm like, oh, nice, adjusting. Nice. I'm adjusting to it as well. So sorry. Yeah, I got, I got the mic kind of going over here too. So we made it, dude. We made it on the, on the podcast. I'm glad to have you on, man. You kind of complete the trio of uh, Anton Kabaz, Clubhouse, and now you, because they both uh, named you as like their most underrated artist. Damn, that is that is like, honestly, <laughs> no, those guys are amazing. I'm stoked to be on and, you know, it's great also to see you again. It's been a minute, so great to kind of catch up for sure. I'm excited to to get into it. Uh, well, let's start with the beginning, which I was going to talk about the fact that you know Anton and Clubhouse and they referred you as their most underrated artist. And you worked with uh, Anton. I don't know if you worked with Clubhouse, did you? Yeah, so I've actually worked with Max from Clubhouse. Um, yeah, Max and Anton. I've worked with Anton twice on both my singles, actually, that are out. Um, right. Anton was part of the writing process. Um, so. Yeah, I'm very familiar with working with Max too. Max was working on the first single I put out for you, um, which was amazing to, that's actually the first time I met him. It was like right when um, he, I think, came out here to record just us with Anton. That's and so cool. Yeah, we like met, we clicked, and then uh, we were like back and forth texting and he like sent me a voice memo and it all started from there. Like kind of just like, it was a crazy little like meet and greet. So stoked. Shout to out to... Uh, to voice memos. Voice memos always like Dude, bring people yeah. together. Savior, savior. Like I, I think like it's just nice having it, you know, all the time, like where you could just quickly record ideas. I, I don't know, I catch myself way too often trying to just j being able to just, you know, quickly record something. So it's nice. Exactly. So helpful. Like before you forget an idea, you can just whip out your phone and record it. Totally, totally. So you guys to me all have a unique take on a similar sound. Like it's always catchy, always poppy. Do you guys think you uh, influence each other in a certain way when you're working? Like, what's the collaboration process like? Totally. I think, you know, it's funny that you point that out. Yeah, I think we have very similar tastes in music, but we all have like our own different little styles and niche things that we like. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is we love sending music to each other. We, you know, we're all the time sending new tunes to each other and always getting, you know, feedback from one another. And I think 
we inspire each other through like different styles that we all like um like for example i don't know like obviously clubhouse is a more you know band style which for me i'm a one person group so but i like getting that influence of the band um and trying to you know add that to my style of music and for anton you know it's just been it's always great collabing with him i think he's just very easy to work with and he you know we flow very well so that, that that's always a pleasure so when you and Anton started writing up to you, what did that look like? What was kind of the first thing you started? Was it a melody or chords? It was an, yeah, it was straight chords. Honestly, it was like, I think we started with drums and it started with this like weird bass sound, honestly. And I remember like looking at Anton, like, dude, I don't like this sound. Like it was one of those things when I was, he was just like, dude, just flow with it. Just flow with it. So like, I, I remember flowing with it and it stayed that weird bass sound stayed in the song for like the longest time in the instrumental and then eventually the last minute we're like okay it doesn't fit anymore and we cut it out and then it was like the instrumental was there and then we kind of just dove into melodies and lyrics and it all happened in one day um obviously like mixing and stuff happened later but the production and writing was pretty quick it was just kind of very spontaneous heading over to his place and just jamming and it just all came together um, but that's how usually I've noticed I work personally. Um, I like working first instrumental wise and then writing lyrics later or melodies. But, you know, some people are different. Some people just like to go straight into it from the beginning. Um, it just depends, I guess. Well, the chords you picked uh, for the song in particular are so beautiful that it makes sense that that's what you started with. Uh, I just feel like that would be a great launching pad because not only are the sounds like the chords really cool, but the sound of the keyboard is like so ethereal and uh i yeah yeah you guys all three of you i think have great uh, sound selection is there something that you're looking for when you are trying to find like the right right keyboard tone or you know guitar or drums yeah i think as cheesy as it sounds it's like really like less is is more for me and like i've noticed even with a lot of my friends that i work with it's just like you don't need to overcrowd things. It's just, it's really taking the time to find the right sound like you're saying. And I think, um, you know, what I like to do is recently just like, obviously I like to start on piano personally, just straight piano to get chords. And then obviously just like jumping into other synths and just going through sounds um, and just finding something that quickly clicks. But I mean, I think just finding a good foundation sound that's simple and not like right away, like super busy. Um, I think that can really help in building a nice foundation and then building around it. Cause it, I think with this style of music too, like melody and lyrics are very important. It's what really carries the music at the end of the day. The, the instrumental is a good complement, and like there's obviously that ear candy, but realistically you're laying foundation to be able to record melodies or a top line or some lyrics. Um, so that's kind of like where I personally, I remember like also working on Up To You, that's where it started. It was just like, let's just, let's just vibe first. Let's get an instrumental and then we can think about lyrics and melodies later. That's awesome. I feel like, um that kind of falls in line with like a deconstructionist approach where you look at a song like from its base elements, does it have all that it needs as opposed to things you like want to throw in there to be like, oh, look, I can make this cool sound or do this cool thing. It's like, what does it need? Like, do we really need all those hi-hats? Maybe not. And uh, totally. taking an approach of, yeah, like breaking things down to its uh, simplest level can, is really hard, first of all because you want to do so much sometimes. I think it's also just like, I don't know, I, I like to think back to like bands. I mean, like realistically, like 
five instruments, maybe. Like, and I think like some of the best records that have ever been written are just with five rec- um, instruments. So if you can't make something with like even if it doesn't if the vocal doesn't sound good at its fundamental core with just like, stripped down, I think that's when you like have to go back and kind of think, oh, how can we make this simple instrumental sound amazing? Even just from like a couple chords. Cause you know what I mean? Like when you hear like a chord progression, it just hits. Like it could be the simplest thing, but it just hits you. And like, it could be just a piano and it hits you differently. And I think that's very important to get from the start. Um, you know, I find myself sometimes like spending like an hour or two just on a chord progression. I know it's kind of sad, but it's just like, I don't know. It just, it, that, to me, that's the most important thing in the beginning um, to nail. I totally agree, especially like my test for if something is going to work later on is if I can listen to it on repeat for like hours at a day and not get tired of it because it sounds still fresh. Totally, totally. I agree with you on that. Are there any artists or producers that you look up to in terms of their sound design? Yeah, I think like sound design... Recently, like, I've really been into this artist named Shalou. I love his stuff. Um, very, like, ambient, um, not too, like, busy. Using, like, very, like, you know, like, maybe, like, strings and stuff like that and just re- really reverbed out and you can create cool tones and stuff like that. Even with guitar, you know, it's so easy with, with pedals and stuff to get super, super creative. Um, I think, you know, other, like, sound design, not as much i think like petite biscuit is another artist that i've really been into um don't know either of these yeah you should for sure check them out um more like indie electronic how do you spell the first one shalou is um s-h-a-l-l-o-u okay cool shalou i'm gonna check it out yeah and then petite biscuit wrote that song um sunset lover i don't know if you've heard sun it's like a it's really stripped down like vocal chop guitar song it's pretty big i feel like you'd recognize it if you heard it um yeah definitely for sure check it out but yeah i think it's just like a lot of these artists that that i like like are very just like like i said like they keep that simple like working with with a couple elements and reworking those elements into the song in different ways and it all kind of blends nicely and evenly to me that's super important um and obviously you know you don't nail it every time but i think it's it's a challenge too. you know try to limit yourself and not overcrowd things in a project to me absolutely it can almost be easier to just throw in as many licks or as many as many whatever to uh you know make it sound interesting but if it's fundamentally great just as it is it's going to be more effective if you leave it like that i think totally Totally, totally. So, do you have any new music? I know there's some news you can't talk about. We don't have to get into <laughs> details, but I'm just very curious, even if you can't say what anything is that's going on, what is the experience like of not being able to tell people how, like, what you're really excited about, you know? Like it's NDAs it's or super whatever. hard. It's super hard. Um, it's more me. I think it's just like, I just don't want to jinx things. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to go around and tell the world and then it doesn't happen. And then my heart is just completely wrecked. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's been really hard. It's been interesting. Um, you know, obviously it's hard not being able to talk about music you're working on. And like, I want to share it with the world like as soon as possible. But as of right now, everything is pretty much on hold till next year, probably 2021. Um, but it's been a great experience. I think overall, just kind of being able to finally 
get my foot in where I want to get it into. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's it's been nice. It's been nice, and luckily I have a really good um, friend group that's been supporting me. Obviously, they are aware of, of what's going on. Um, so it's 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 always nice to lean back on that and you know get that encouragement. So I think it's really important to have that solid friend group that you can really trust with information. Yeah. So I think that they just keep encouraging you and pushing you forward. Is there any advice you would give to musicians and artists looking up to you now that you say you finally got your foot in the door, that whatever door that is, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to get to that level? I think, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think there's like two things. I think one of them is to take your time. When I say take your time, I don't mean like kick back, relax, take your time. I think it's just really focus on what you're trying to do and, and keep going. And like, don't, you know, obviously like they always say, like people tell you, oh, you know, you're going to make it, you know, one in a million. It's like, yeah, I know that it sometimes can be that, but it's also, I think building the connections, which is the second thing. It's, it's putting yourself out there, trying to build the team that you want to build, even if it's just your friend managing you. These things go a long way into, you know, creating this this you know act the part before you are the part sometimes i think it's super important um and that's kind of what i've learned in the past couple months and luckily i've had just a lot of really good people supporting me and really believing in what i'm doing and you know knock on wood i'm excited to kind of see where things go and i know i'm just so early on so so early on in my career that i'm excited to see where it goes from here um but yeah i think i think that's the thing people should just really focus on on taking things slow in the right way, but and also making mistakes quickly and learning. Don't dwell on those mistakes. There's a lot of great gems there, dude. Uh, wow, so good. The mistakes early is, I think, my this is my favorite one. Yeah, <laughs> make the mistakes, make mistakes early. Early, I like that a lot. And quickly, uh, quickly, quickly. Because <laughs> you have to be patient. Like, there's no, there's no quick route to this. You know, people will make you think that it is like you see overnight success. It's like, you don't know, you don't even know what they've done over the last 10 years to get to that. Exactly. I think it's also important, you know, it's funny. I I was reading something the other day talking about like when racehorses, they always look straight when they race and they don't look to the side. There's a reason when they look to the side, they actually fall most of the time. Um, And that's kind of one of the things. It's just like everyone has their own time, I think, especially like, and I know how hard it can be with music, especially like creative stuff so easy to compare yourself it's like one of the like you listen to your favorite artist and you listen to this final song and you realize like you're just like i want my song to sound like that and it's like you forget like the 40 50 hours that went into that song to bring it to where it is today um so i think it's important it's just like stay in your lane and and focus on yourself and things will happen eventually Perfect, man. That's mic uh, drop. Yeah, mic drop moment <laughs> mic right drop. there. I can actually do that now. I won't do it. That's Ethan's back. But uh, that sounds like a great transition to the last five here. I'm just going to ask you five quick questions and get you out of here. Let's do it. All right. Number one, Logic or Ableton? Ableton. I think I knew that. But uh, Ableton. I, I, I learned Logic. It's, it's not easy. but um, What do you like about Ableton? I think I just like got used to it. It was the first DAW I had and like honestly like I'm a strong believer of like the DAW doesn't necessarily matter. I, I think it's very about like I just like that's the first thing I started with and like I'm just so used to it that like at this point 
for me to, in terms of production wise, for me to start learning how to produce again on a different DAW, it's just gonna slow me down and like, I'm gonna, it's gonna take me another year to like write the songs I can write now on, like, you know what I mean? I'm just more fluent. I know where everything is, don't have to complicate. But I think other DAWs, I think merging them and using two or three maybe, then you're getting creative. Like I think like Logic recording vocals is like insane. Like being able to like preview stuff and like, cut. Do, do you use Logic I at all? I use Logic. Yeah, I use Logic and I have used Ableton, but I've never used it more than just like a little bit. And definitely the vocals on Ableton are not easy to use. So no. I that was so hard for me to like adjust when I tried to do Ableton. And that's why I like Logic a lot more because I can easily do like different takes and comp the tracks. But I thought Ableton was a lot quicker. Like you could use it a lot quicker if you knew what you were doing and you can make weird shit happen like very quickly and if you don't like it you can reverse it very quickly and like you know move on whereas exactly. logic i think logic is a little bit better if you already know exactly what you're trying to do and you just start recording i i, I don't know i think like logic has really cool stuff inside the daw like i don't know like i think the instruments in there and the drums are like really cool like you have these like cool live drummer features that you can add i don't know there's a lot of really cool creative stuff in logic i think it's just like it's all about getting used to the DAW that you like and flowing with it and not overthinking like you need to have Ableton or Logic to be the best, like, no. There's people that make music in GarageBand and they're like making like insane tunes. So I think it's whatever you're comfortable with. And same goes for plugins in general. When you get those emails that are like, save $100 on this plugin, you only have to pay 50 and you're like, well, duh, why am I not gonna do it? It's like, well, it doesn't make you better. You have to know how to use it and like when to use it too. That's a whole nother page. It's like, I just feel like, like the plugin thing is so easy to get like bought into the fact of like I need these plugins to be a, a good producer. Like my favorite producer has it and I need them. It's like, no, I think it's all, I think it's more important to like get plugins and learn them and learn how to use them like really, really well and then go get some new plugins. Like if you're a plugin fanatic, then you know, that's all good. I think it's just like learning your tools and not, and then cause I don't know, I realized at some point, I remember like I have so much plugins and I was just like, I don't even know what half these plugins are, honestly. I just have them from collecting. And then I like, took a break and I was like, hey, let's learn some of these and like, actually learn how to use them. Um, and I think that was like a game changer. So that's what I would say with plugins for sure. Really try to learn what you have at the moment. Awesome. Well, question number two is who's your dream artist or producer to work with? Wow. Um, you can name a few, it's cool. Yeah, there's some songwriters. I think Sarah Aarons is a songwriter that I really want to work work, work with. Um, I think working with Laub and Troy Sivan would be insane. I thought your music sounded like Troy Sivan. I was gonna say that earlier. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that's a huge compliment. Thank you so much. Let's see that collaboration, man. I'm ready. I would love to. I would love to. I think um, there's a there's a really cool songwriter named Michael Pollock that I would really love to collab with. Julia Michaels would be insane. Um, yeah, a lot of songwriters, honestly, that I would really want to work with. The list goes on and on and on. Um, but I've really been trying to like find that way of merging electronic and pop in my way. Obviously, it's being done at the moment, but finding where I fit into that. And I think that's kind of where I want to be able to work with some of these really big pop artists to kind of learn what they're doing and merge it into my world. Exactly. And that's a cool thing for people to know and think about as you're growing as an artist is at first, 
it's okay to, you know, emulate the people that you look up to and inspire to be, but as you go along, you will eventually discover your voice and what makes you you, and you shouldn't be afraid to really dive in headfirst at that. Totally. And I think, I think it's super important when you're starting out. Like, I remember like, literally like analyzing songs, like throwing them in Ableton and being like, okay, how is this a song arranged? Like, how do I like do the same arrangement? And I remember just like, that's how I learned. Like it's, it's I think it's super important to, to really learn from the people you look up to. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, I think if anything, you're, you're kind of being the smart one in the group and kind of getting ahead of yourself, which is always good. Yeah, you don't want to be the smartest one in the room. Exactly, exactly. All right, question number three. What's on your music rotation right now? Ooh, let's see, actually. Let me pull up a playlist. Um, one of them is In a Dream by Troy Sivan. Um, that has been nonstop for me. I think um, You by Laney has been also on repeat as well. Did they just put out a new album? They just put out their album. It's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's not, I think that I like some of their older stuff, but um, there's a lot, there's like four or five songs in the album that like just hit differently. And I think You is one of them. It just feels so big and like, it feels like Coldplay. It feels like very just like how Coldplay hits. And I know it's a pretty big comparison, but you know, Love it's the feeling. The last episode we talked about Coldplay. Nothing wrong with Coldplay. No, exactly. I think also Julia Michaels' new song, um, Lie Like This. Um, that was also another producer I would work with. The producer that worked on that is The Monsters and Strangers. They do a lot of really cool records. Um, I think they're like a production trio um, behind the scenes. But yeah, I would love to work with them. That'd be shout out to them if they're if they ever hear this. Yeah, hell yeah, that's a pretty good list of music rotation. All right, number four. What is the next piece of music equipment on your wish list? Next piece. I just car. got an Apollo. I just got oh, an Apollo. Nice. So I've been like, I've been like really stoked on that. Um, I think the next piece, it's either going to be a synth or I do want to get a guitar. I don't know how to really play guitar. I just kind of mess around to be honest and like till it sounds good, but I want to learn more. And I think to do, obviously to do that, I need a guitar. So for me, I think maybe an electric guitar could be the next purchase. Um, I'm not really in a rush. Like I said before, I think it's really just working with what you have. Um, but I mean, obviously, yeah, if I could, I'd probably also get like a grand piano somewhere in my house. Ooh, I'd yeah. try fit it somewhere. Maybe like a, yeah, that would be also really nice. A piano. Like a, I want to be able to record a real piano. I think that would be, because I mean, you know, key, MIDI keyboard is nice, but nothing beats the real thing. No, dude, it's not the same. It's not, especially if like it's got the super plastic keys. It just doesn't, you know, feel the same as when you're actually playing a real piano. I was at someone's house over the weekend and like we went to their friend's house and he like is a producer dude and he, we went to his studio and he had this like really, really old school piano. And like it was so old that like when you hit the keys, you can hear it like fully like clicking. And it ha it was just so like rustic. Like when you were playing chord, I don't know, it just felt so good. I that's what I think. I want to be able to get a piano that has that kind of character. Some, if it's not something like that, it has just some sort of like unique thing to it that makes it sound, you know, original, I guess. That's the dream, man. I would definitely would love that. Uh, unfortunately, I think my apartment might be a little too small and the wall's a little too thin, uh, especially for drum. I have a drum set and I can't set it up. I've never been able to play it in LA. Yeah. I feel like LA is so crammed that you cannot set up a drum. 
I'd yeah, be yeah. evicted immediately. <laughs> yeah, the piano, I feel like I wouldn't be able to put like a full, like, it would have to be like one of those, um, you know, the stand up, like, they're not like a full grand. They're like kind of like a wall piano. Like the honky tonk piano. Like, there's, there's still like, they have that piano feel to it, but they're not like a full on grand piano. I feel like a, a full on grand piano would take up my living room probably. So, not at the moment. <laughs> In the future, though. In the future, yeah. All right, man, here's the last question. Who to you is the most underrated artist right now? Wow. Um, I have like two. Do it. I can't say one. One of them is Motel 7. Watch out for those guys. Um, they are sitting on so much new music and it's just Motel 7. Didn't Anton Kabaz, uh work on their stuff? Like he mixed their music? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to ask him. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The Motel 7. Yeah, I've I've heard of them, but I haven't listened to them. They are, um, yeah, they're killing it. And I'm so excited for them because they're two really good friends of mine. And I think, you know, they're going to kill it in 2021. I'm just excited for them. And obviously, the next one is for sure Clubhouse. Um, shout out back to them. Yeah, we're keeping it we're keeping it in the circle. We're yeah. keeping it in the circle. Like, they are sitting on so much new music. I love their energy. I'm so excited for them. I feel like also like they're they're getting onto this new sound for themselves, and they they seem so stoked on this sound. And it's always nice to see that, you know, when that you find that click, and you're like, okay, they're just gonna skyrocket from here. So I'm I'm excited to see all of that music unfold. Um, yeah, I think like those two, Motel Seven, Clubhouse. Shout out to those guys. Love those guys. Awesome. Well, I can definitely speak for Clubhouse. Those are a great group of guys. I'm excited to check out Motel Seven. And that concludes our episode here, Loon. Dude, thank you for coming on Dude, and you know thank talking you for having me about your music. Anytime, man. Anytime. I'm glad I got to do the trio, but now I might have to hit up Motel 7 and see what's up. I know, I know. Now you got to hit up them. Yeah, it was so much fun. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I, I'm super excited for everything to unfold. And thank you for being part of it. Yeah. Awesome, man. I can't wait to hear your news coming in 2021. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Well, sweet. Have a good one, yeah? Just wait, just wait